0: Already told y'all that special. Take notes from the teaching. Pay attention, it's the Doc and speaking.
1: Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science.
0: One of us believing in the power of Jesus. But both of us believing in the power of ice cold beer. So that was our intro. Now we're gonna pause.
1: Uh, that's our intro. To some extra things from our live show that we want you guys to check out Oh wait, this
0: is live? Oh my gosh Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know we were live Okay, hold on Um, Hi everybody, welcome to the live show of Doc and the...
1: No, we already did the live show, this is an intro for the extra bonus parts to the live show
0: Oh, the bonus, so this is like uh, after the live show Watch what happened
1: after live No, this is just us putting an intro into it We're just trying to put the intro, and then I said, hey, introduce, that we're going to go back to some extra stuff from the live show that didn't get released.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you should do that. So let's do that now. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening. This is, uh, you know, we just did our live show at Drexel University, and it was amazing. Thank you uh, to the Drexel Medical University alumni for having us. And now we're going to talk about some of the extra stuff, because Chris is so extra. You are so extra. Uh, Thanks. Good, Good intro. Good intro. And, um, and, and we thought it'd be great to talk about the things that they never tell you about medical school or about uh, being a deacon.
1: Drexel um, obviously has a, has a big place in my uh, heart because they open up the door to me uh, on my road to being a doctor. But then they closed down the doors at Hahnemann. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have a bigger place in your checkbook. Oh, yes.
1: Yes, and, and I promise I will give them some money when I'm done paying them off when I'm 45 <laughs> years old. So we were thinking about, there are things that like, you need to know as a doctor or you need to know as a deacon mm. that you don't learn in medical school or you don't learn in church. So in medical school, I'll tell you what they, what they teach you about. They teach you about keeping people alive. But what they don't teach you about is death, right? Your, your job is to keep people alive. And I remember the uh, I remember the first time I was an intern, and I get called up to in a room. And a nurse calls me, and she's like, I need you to pronounce this person. I think he's dead. And um, at this point, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But there's not a test question to go, how do you know someone is dead? And it's my first time. It's the middle of the night. I mean, I'd obviously seen dead people before, but this is a time for me by myself. And so I go, and I walk in the room. And I look up his name and where he's from. And I was like, huh? I am, I'm Dr. Drum, sir. You're definitely dead, right? And then I went over and I I listened to his heart. I checked his carotid pulse. I checked his brachial. I checked his inguinal. I checked every pulse to make sure this guy was dead, right? I was never going to be the, the doctor who all, all of a sudden the guy popped back up, you know, <laughs> afterwards. And so at this point I was, you know, I did a little sternal rub just to make sure he was okay and okay. And I sat down and talked with them and just let them know that, hey, I'm, I, I hope you had a good life and uh, I'm sorry it's over. And um, it's interesting how medical school would teach you about life and, you know, the process of being a doctor it doesn't necessarily prepare you for death, but it's, it's sure something that I that I discuss a lot. And I, I had to call his family and I've called families after people died and there's no right words, right? And I obviously talk incessantly, but still in, in situations like that, it's one of those things where, um, you know. I appreciate for medical school for teaching me about life and giving me the opportunity to be a doctor. And now I, I do bear the brunt of getting to talk to people at times about, uh, about death.
0: It's an important topic, you know, and they trust their, their medical professionals and the people in their faith community most to talk about that stuff. Cause oftentimes people don't even talk to their loved ones in their family with some of these things. When it comes to death, I, the only funeral I've ever done uh, was for a 16 year old who was hit by a car. And they don't teach you about that at church. You know, um, I remember everybody from the pastoral team was away. Nobody could do it. My pastor calls me and says, hey, would you mind doing this funeral? And I had become tight. I like, you know, ministered to the family and and listened to them tell their stories about their loved one and his life and, and his aspirations and met all these wonderful people who had so invested in him and had so many great things to say. So it's interesting that they don't teach you about that and they don't teach us, you know, in, in, in my area. They don't teach us about that either. Um, but, you know, you get through it. Yeah. and Because you, you know it's inevitable, right? And um, I won't turn this into a sermon, but that's, Nikki, that's why we love Jesus because there's life after death. Just saying.
1: Well, I, I think that's one of the things. We live in a world right now where people are so at odds, right? You know, we have the political situation, people are at odds and, and, and over everything. And part of what we're trying to do here is, is much poke fun, but realize you can be two people with different beliefs, but love each other and actually learn about each other's beliefs at the same time uh, while also poking fun. And I don't know how I'm going to death to the next one, but, but I, I'm going to go to the next one, um, which is they don't teach you how to say, uh, how to say no, right? Like you want to <laughs> help patients. We ask open-ended questions. You want to do everything you can when you're a medical student to help someone. And then all of a sudden you're a doctor and it's like, uh, can I have a ZPEC? No. Can I have Percocet? No. Right? Yet uh, somehow it doesn't work when it comes to your wife asking you things. My kids I can say no to.
0: But, um, you know. My wife's the only one I do say no to. See? And she'll, she'll tell you that. She's like... I will have forty people call me. I'll be like, "Can you do this? Can you serve here? Can you do this?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, yeah." I'm like, "Oprah, I'll take it. I'll take." It. And then when she asks me, something, I'm like, "No, we can't possibly." She's like, "I don't, I, you know." And that's something I got to get better at.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I've learned? What's that? When it comes to saying no to patients, is, uh, um, as opposed to saying no, I just take over and I rephrase, I give my plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just hold back for them to fight back with what they think, right? Yeah, like that's I can tell what somebody wants, and then I tell them what I think is appropriate. Yeah. And then I uh, and then we go so for them. Then you can always walk out. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. Just close the door. Adios. Yeah. And only one or two more things, you know, they didn't teach me in medical school. Because Drexel actually did a really good job. Thank you for having us. Um, but uh, on on uh, on... On Monday, I saw four people with an itchy butt. Oh, yeah. Rectal itching. It's called pruritic ani. And it's really a thing, right? It can be because you've had leakage or you can have a fungal uh, rash down there. But I spent Monday and I looked at like four butts. Do they come in scooting and And there are no test questions about what to do with an itchy butt. But you actually, you're right, you can use antifungals, we can do work on your bowel prep. I mean, I now know a lot about Igibut or pruritic ani, so when you leave, it looks appropriate. But, uh, you know, when you walk in a room and a patient's doing this, now I'm like, you know, that's one of those things that I'm, uh,
0: I'm ready for. One of the things they don't teach us about is like the Christian uniform. Right. It's changed over the years. You know, it used to be there's so many. You guys now look like hipsters. Yeah. There's so many non-denominational churches. Right. It used to be everybody went in like a shirt and a tie and khakis. And some of the Catholic churches, you still see that, you know, are the Episcopal churches. Some of these bigger churches, you'll see that. But nowadays, like the guys on stage are wearing skinny jeans and V-necks. And they've all got like the cool rosary with the hipster beards. There's cool rosaries? Oh, yeah. There's like, you know like cool crosses versus like the old school and the old school ones are coming back and they're now cool so it's pretty funny because you, you never knew there's like a Christian uniform yeah but on any given Sunday morning I walk in and every, you know it becomes best season and all the guys are wearing like a shirt with a vest or you look up on stage and all the bands wearing like a, a tight v-neck yeah I yeah. like it I it's like it funny. well
1: so it, it is interesting how now uh, deacons and religious people are much more um, casual than they used to be.
0: Well, yeah, not all. I, there are some, and we'll talk about this more, that really go all out, but where I currently serve, it's, it is a lot more casual. I will tell you, in the medical world,
1: okay. it sure has been changing as well. Right, I'm still like the, um, the shirt and slacks over the white coat, and not everybody wears the white coat anymore. No, isn't the white coat like a staple? It used to be. Now doctors are a lot more casual as well. But, like, the white coat to me is like Batman's belt. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I have my stethoscope. Yeah. I have my script pad. I have pens. I have cards. I have all sorts of... I have, like, a measuring tape. I have all sorts of stuff in there that, like, I couldn't fit. I don't need to have these things in every room. And so I wear the white coat
0: because... What do you use a measuring tape for in case the door's not... Like you measure the bed. Oh, I'll what measure.
1: You... I'll measure an abscess. How large is a hematoma? Uh, what is the uh, diameter of a rash? You know, sometimes I just uh, I need to measure things.
0: Okay. You know, moles, and and a regular size tape measure. Like, I mean, how big is a mole that you're using one of those tape measures? Are you like that one's like actually bob small? Well. No,
1: no, no. Like
0: you got this yeah. thing and you're stretching it out and you're like, hold, put your toe there and hold it. Oh, remember, I measured your neck
1: before determining you had sleep apnea. Oh, that is true. But I will tell you, I um. I know I, It's I have med- like
0: 18 inches 18 and a half maybe
1: I have medical students And I try to be open To their different uh, Types of fashion But I did have a student once Where I recommended um, Hey I know you're wearing sneakers And I know some people Wear sneakers But not all docs Would be cool with that I'm okay with you wearing sneakers Because I really am But I was just trying to give Like the uh, advice To Were they Jordans? <laughs> they were not Jordans They were actually sneakers That looked like Almost like Regular Kind of like Boat shoes almost Okay um, but you know, some doctors are, are quite sticklers. I actually had a time where um, my appearance uh-huh. did not go over so well. Really? Yeah. What yeah. happened
0: there? Did you grow the stash?
1: No, no, no. I uh, I was on a rotation. Yeah. And I got there early and on time, and I was going to work with this. Uh, and was like a pediatric surgeon for one day.
0: Early is on time. On time is late. And late is just plain unacceptable.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And so I showed up. But I um, was not clean shaven. Oh. And kind of like, you know, if you watch TV, doctors aren't clean shaven. Not anymore. Right? I mean, uh, I believe that professionalism is... Being to work on time, being focused, have your mind on the job, reading about medicine at other times, which uh, as you can tell, I'm uh, all into that. But um, a little bit of facial hair, you know, it was kind of my uh, fashion statement.
0: And- do you remember Joey's name when he played a doctor on that soap opera on Friends? <laughs> I do not. No, uh, I don't remember his name. He went into a coma. And then, like, I think he worked on himself. Anyway.
1: I wish I would have been a coma this day. This doctor, and it was me and another student who I'd actually done a bunch of rotations with, she was very nice. Um, called me out and said, hey, I can't believe you showed up here Not clean shaven Wow! And he sent me home to shave
0: That's, I mean, that's really old school
1: Really old school I went home and I shaved um, and I, 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 was, I was relatively upset, I will tell you And when I came back at the end of the day, he goes uh, <laughs> At this point, he's like, or I sometimes get myself in trouble He goes, what did you learn today? I was like, I learned how I, I won't interact with students when I'm an attending physician
0: <laughs> no you
1: didn't. I did, but it, it didn't go over quite well. Right. No. I only worked with this person for one day. Yeah. Um
0: He didn't like that, huh?
1: No, no. He's actually his son went to medical school with me and the next night like we were out of dinner together and I was like, you know,
0: your dad was not so nice to me. Yeah.
1: Like, for no reason, you know. Um, but you live and learn, right? And so... Do you, you think it, that's some of that
0: old school mentality of, like, I came through this. It's like the parental, I walked uh, both hill up Yeah, well,
1: it's, listen, this is a generational thing, right? Yeah. Some people, if you're not clean shaven, it is a sign of disrespect. For me, I'm just trying to hide my face a little bit. Yeah. And let's be honest, it takes time to shave, yeah, right. And we have kids and a job and families. Well, and back
0: then, when you're you're an intern, you're on rotations, you're in school, you're doing all this stuff. I mean,
1: well, I just I like a little bit of facial hair, like fashion-wise. I like a little bit of facial hair, and so um mean um, he 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 didn't like he didn't like my
0: facial hair. Facial hair is big in the church now too, right? Like yeah. you will have some of the guys that do the old uh, the Johnny Depp from like. Um, uh, not Edward Scissorhands But there was the one um, Where he was the barber But it wasn't Edward Scissorhands Anyway it's I call it the Johnny Depp Because it's like the mustache goes over And then there's like a triangle for the uh, For the goatee That yeah. like points down As if you're like pointing to somewhere You know um, There's also the uh, The handlebar Like the handlebar mustache For some of these guys Or there's like the The crop, the five o'clock shadow. I like that, like, deeper five o'clock shadow. Yeah, I mean... It really says you're reflective. You're you're uh, reading the Bible a lot. I just didn't have time to shave this morning because I was into what God was talking to me about.
1: Well, and I am... I'm all for that. I I think in the medical world, there is a balance, right? You know, there is an ethical standard and there is a way that you should look. But, you know, I... Wear a button shirt and slacks and a white coat. But if someone doesn't, that doesn't mean they're not, doing just, they're not giving just as good a care.
0: Do you have to think about how you want to dress when you think about uh, the specialty that you're going to choose for your practice?
1: Um, I, I don't think so. But if you want to wear scrubs all the time, and I'm going to give you a rule right now. All right. If you want to wear scrubs all the time, yeah, that's okay. But don't be the guy or woman who goes to work... Not in scrubs Like wears a shirt and tie And then wear scrubs To the gym So everyone knows You're a doctor
0: Oh I like that There was
1: that. definitely a guy In medical school Who uh, uh, I wouldn't say We were close And I, I would be I would see him at the gym Like in scrubs And I'd be like I saw you in a shirt and tie Earlier today Oh just these These are comfy And No th- what that is Is that like You trying to be that guy Who shows off You're a doctor Yeah You know what the weird part is Now I'm a doctor and my wife uh, with her job Selling uh, Wear scrubs every day
0: She does wear scrubs Yeah and I, scrubs I never, time. and I never wear scrubs Yeah If I was a doctor I would not only wear scrubs I would probably wear A stethoscope to the gym <laughs> So people knew I was a doctor <laughs> Like uh, in case there was Any question I might even wear The white lab coat Oh uh, the
1: stethoscope Would go great With your rosary beads uh, Your cool hip rosary beads
0: <laughs> Well You know But like how does that impact Like so so are there different ways that guys, that physicians dress based on their specialty? Oh, yeah, like, oh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Like
0: the, so an on oncologist, like. Well, so
1: ER docs. Okay. Love the like fleece hoodie or the fleece zip-up jacket. And a lot of different residencies, like that's what they give now. It's like a gift is these fleece jackets. So the, the white coat is now becoming kind of one of these fleece outfits where it'll say like. Whatever it is, hospital or whatever it is, a uh, health system. Oh, yeah, like
0: yeah. Yeah. Mount Sinai Hospital of the Northeast, right? Like <laughs> yeah, something, something like like fancy that. like that. Yeah. Something
1: like that. Um, and you know what? I like the, uh, the button down shirt and the slacks. And, uh, you know, at some point, probably 20 years from now, the younger doctors will think that I'm probably a little bit old school. And I'm okay with that. But speaking of choosing specialties, that's not something they really teach you about in medical school and what? in religion. They don't teach you which, which, which well, specialty you should choose based my on My question your... for you is, okay. how did you know which type of Christian you were going to be? And let me see how many I can guess first. Okay. I'm going to just see how many I can name. Baptist, Mormon, Lutheran, Protestant... Uh, well, Protestant
0: well, is anything that's not Catholic.
1: Catholic. Okay. Um, Scientologists Oh, that's a good one Right, that's Ooh, that's like If our things came together But like In an ulterior universe Science Versus medicine And yet somehow They're this crazy religion And calling themselves Scientology
0: So there's like The COB The Church of the Brethren There's the COGIC The Church of God in Christ There's the AOG Assemblies of God there is. There are the pres- now you sound like a doctor. There are the Presbyterians. Okay. There are. Um, How the, did you decide the what Church type? of Christ? There is uh, the Church of Latter Day Saints. There is the Church of the Nazarene. Ooh, you know what we should have? Like speed dating with
1: religions. Ooh. Like there's ten different uh, priests or uh, deacons yeah. in like a room, and you sit down for like five minutes and chat with each to figure out which religion you're going to. Oh, I love it. There's the
0: Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Right? Uh, don't so, don't get me started on them because of the blood thing, obviously.
0: So there are so many different denominations. I mean, you know, how even you, in, how did you choose? Even in the Methodist faith, the, you know, in the denomination of Met there's United, Method, United uh, Methodist Church. There's the Free Methodists. There are um, in in Lutheran. There's the regular Lutherans. There's Evangelical Lutherans. There's Orthodox. You know, you've got one book, a thousand religions, so many. Because think about it. How think? did you choose, though? So for me, you were raised Catholic, right? No, I was raised Southern Baptist.
1: Oh yeah, 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 uh, be, yeah. Yes, knowing your parents, yeah, classic Southern That's Baptist, right? Man. Oh yeah, posting about I love everything Republican on the internet too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by and don't uh, and I will judge you. But I'm gonna act like I'm not judging you. Oh yes, right. Oh, but yes. I'm definitely judging you. Oh him. yes. Um, you know, I believed. Let's not send your parents this episode. Oh, we're gonna—they have to listen to it because. It, but it was because of their, um, despite our differences. We do have some differences in how we approach our faith, um, but it was their persistence and how they continued. To pursue faith and, and make it a center of what we did as a family that made me continue, you know, even after yeah. there were so many years when I, I didn't make oh. that the center of what I did.
1: Are they upset you're not a Southern Baptist and you're like a different Christian?
0: No, Do no. they think they're
1: better Christians than your type of Christianity? Oh, probably, yeah. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah <laughs> Have they,
1: Can I ask them that next time I because, see them?
0: Because if you go to their church Everybody dresses in like their nice Sunday clothes Oh, okay right? You come to my church and everybody They're dressed like a doctor yeah. yeah Yeah Yeah. Are they clean shaven? Oh, absolutely oh, oh, my gosh Let me tell you what My dad absolutely believes that uh, how clean shaven your face is Relates to uh, how strong your faith is Oh
1: uh, If he ever is up here visiting you And uh, is sick And needs to come in to see me Would you let me know Because I'm going to grow a beard
0: And if you have a belt on If you don't have a belt on My dad's like You you can't You're not a Christian Really? You don't believe in Jesus I need to wear a belt You can't believe in Jesus Without a belt
1: Yeah I just can't keep my pants up Without a belt
0: Uh, So you know I I think for me It was more about The faith community Yeah I use that word A lot more than church uh, When I Or those words When I talk about Like I, I found a faith community That made sense And then it just so happened that what they Is it because they had the best music? Line, you
1: guys had pretty good music Great
0: music uh, It was really uh, You know I, li- I like our pastor I like the message I like the mission That w- they make us feel like We're a part of That it's not a church That's on mission for God It's that God has a mission And we just happen to be his yeah. church So Well for me
1: It was
0: When I thought about being a doctor Yeah Did I, you ever think about anything else Like Did yeah. you ever think about being well, If you weren't Ooh, this is good If you weren't going to be a family physician What would you have chosen? Inter- internal medicine Internal medicine Or psychiatry mm. Or
1: um, emergency medicine
0: Okay Yeah I can I, see you with emergency medicine, right? Because it's fast moving, it's always changing Yeah,
1: it, well, and part of it is I always pictured like the old school doctor growing up who took care of everyone, did a little bit of everything. And that's what I like. I do like, you know, the cradle to grave where I see people, you know, three days old to 100 and something years old. And I, you know, you know what they used to say? They they have this phrase like family medicine, family docs need to know a little bit about a lot of things. I'm like, no, just you guys know, I know a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I know a lot about a lot. And there's still things I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I, and like being in an OR and doing surgeries, honestly, over time, it uh, bores me. And so family medicine is where I'm, I'm at. I love the relationships I have with patients. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, I'm lucky I chose, the, uh, I, I chose the right field for me. And uh, I'm glad I also chose the deacon to be my partner
0: in crime. Yeah, see, if I was Presbyterian... I, I would say that i didn't choose anything. everything was already chosen for me because they really believe in predestination yeah, so um but I am thankful that um I was chosen um by the faith community to be somebody who represented their voice and and stood up as somebody who they they see as uh as somebody who has a a great connection not only with with the community in our church but also a great relationship with God,
1: yeah so. and you know what none of this would have happened if uh Drexel didn't choose me. That's right. Thank you, Drexel.
0: Yeah. Hey, speaking of choosing, uh, thanks for choosing to listen to this episode. Uh, Thanks for choosing to tune in to Doc and the Deacon. Yep, and two things
1: you can always count on. The Doc is in.
0: And the Deacon speaks. Peace. Thanks for uh, producing this, Tucker Butler. You were there live, franchise. You did your live stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks to Drexel University Alumni Associates. As you're listening to this, we say thank you. Thanks, Nikki. Nikki's having a girl, baby girl. Oh, baby girl, Nikki. Peace.
1: Excellent brain trust to market and brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite
0: years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts and Now I'm coming to close it
1: like a wrongedish Chapman.